think we're good on beer for a while. I, th- I think we have a lot know, of beer. Are we? I could use one to start. Should, should that, do we wait to open this? No, no. But this, this is going to be the just what if you left drink as much as you want. We'll, we'll have some beers that we do a shout out on and then the beers that you know, whatever you brought. So, which you guys totally don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can just open this just, right now. Just open it. Well, well, sometimes moment. sometimes we open it to oh. start the podcast. Okay. Well, yeah. that well, yours is already open. Uh, well, uh, it's, so it, you've ruined it. I was here first. All right. Oh. Uh, we we can we can save it for when I yeah we're, you you, you go out you go on when, yeah, yeah go for it go for it just, you you just open that beer as long as you just crack it open by the go for the it mic. Yeah, yeah 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 that's, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. Joined this evening with David Satterley, John Renane, I am Michael Moeller, your host for the night. Uh, we're at Brewgrass Homebrew Supply in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we have a special guest with us, or just maybe a regular guest, and we'll get to him in a second. Uh, but uh, if, special. If you'd like, very special, if, but very, if you'd like, yeah, he's already talking, so oh, sure we can do. Yeah, we'll do this after the Patreon shout out. So uh, he's also. Not only our guest, but he's also a Patreon subscriber. That's not why he's here tonight. But it's we, part of it. But it's part of it. It's part of the experience. Uh, so if you are interested in supporting the podcast and, and you know getting that extra video content and getting some other fun things in the future, different LAT uh, Louisville L Trail prizes and whatnot, you can follow us at patreon.com slash KY Commons. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, three three dollars. But if you can't do that, that's fine. We understand. Give us a give us a rating, review, five stars, preferably uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, if that's a thing. Go Google Play, whatever. Wherever that's, you are right now, just go click five stars. Yeah, five stars. It, it, you're already there, so just click the five stars either way. So, uh, but let's go ahead and introduce our special guest for the night. Uh, our our neighbor. In Germantown, yeah, our all community rep here tonight. Our our beer drinking buddy, a brother in beer, a brother in beer. Uh, also, the the uh, secretary we found out of the Loggers Homebrew Club uh, and Patreon subscriber Nate Miluski. Nate, how's it going? Bam, bam, bam. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> that was great intro, yeah. actually. That was, yeah, that, that, that was, that's a good. Up a little bit. Bring thank, up a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Th- a thanks for the excitement. Guest, right. Like, yeah. Very special. Yeah. 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 Thank you. It's so, like uh, you, you're a Patreon subscriber. Do, do you enjoy that content? I do. I like that. We were talking before the record. Uh, the video content is great. I mean, who doesn't want to see David Satterley's beautiful face? Agreed. All the time. Yeah. And especially when you have to pay for it, you know? I mean, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm used to that already. <laughs> let's, but... let's, de- let's devalue this a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> No, it's just in company, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but David, what are we uh, what are we drinking to start off? Oh, uh, today it's hotter than uh, you would believe. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, um, it's it's hotter than a cordless drill at a Shively um, pawn shop. Yeah, hell yeah. Man. <laughs> so oh, okay. <laughs> I did see a good meme on the internet that it's like basically that, ep- that like level in Super Mario Three where like the sun. Is up in the sky and then oh, it keeps kind of trying to kill come you. Down and kill you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, yeah. giant yeah. fusion reactor in yeah. the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this day calls for is 
the best beer, which is cold beer. Um, but like always, uh, we do start off the show with a great local beer from one of our local breweries uh, or associated breweries. Um, but this is from Fall City. This is their patio weather. It's a goza that they did, but it's straight up margarita style, um, heavy salt, lime, coriander. Um, really just does the trick. It's today. conditioned on lime peel, too, so you get that extra citrus. And it really does have a lot of salt, which I dig. Yeah, especially when it's like hot weather beer. Mm -hmm. It works. I feel like a lot of gozes try and go real light on it because people, if you don't like it, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's a goza. It should be like this, yeah. I think. I like a good salty goza. Yeah, take, take this as an anecdotal review, but I do remember a couple weeks ago, I uh, was... I saw Matt Landon from Mile Wide hanging out Mile Wide, and there's a festival going on, and Fall City was there outside. And um, they had the Margarita Goza, and Matt Landon proclaimed it was one of the best Fall City beers he's ever had in his life. That's high praise. That is high praise. Also, also a candidate to Westbrook. It, uh, yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. There goes. Yeah, theirs is oh, like yeah. uh, almost defining of mm -hmm. the ones made here in the States. Oh, for sure. This has uh, an obtuse amount of salt, but it totally works. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to get those electrolytes when it's this hot. Out yeah, there, you're going to sweat it out anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So so Nate's here tonight because we wanted to get the perspective of somebody that's jaded, but maybe in a different way. Maybe we wanted to get the, we, we wanted to get the the consumer viewpoints oh, on man. on the beer I've scene. Yeah, I know, We're all I know you do. Just in different ways. Yeah, but like, but you, you're a homebrewer. I feel like every Sunday yeah. you you invite us over to your garage and Absolutely. we watch you homebrew because we don't we don't need to participate. <laughs> well, that was a full display last Sunday. <laughs> you guys are losers. You guys need to brew some beer. <laughs> Come on, you can't just keep going to Gallant Fox and then pretending you're a brewer. My my favorite part of last Sunday was when the uh, my glycol chiller, I say that in extreme quotes, uh, fell apart and there was glycol leaking all over my garage and everybody was sitting in their chair watching it leak. And one person, like the, the like the friend of of a. Uh, of Kyle was like the one guy like, do you need help? I was like, yeah, please, please. <laughs> Literally <laughs> glycol leaking all over my garage. Uh, the guy that we just met that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Everyone else like knew the MO. No, I don't. You don't have to get up. It's, it's um, day. but you are part. You are part of the loggers. You are a avid and proficient home brewer. Um, yeah. So, so first of all, what is uh, what is your homebrew journey? How'd you get into that? So I decided I wanted to start homebrewing after going to my buddy's house uh in southern indiana for he literally invited me over for a brew day uh because you know I, I was i was probably like four or five years into being a huge craft beer nerd and always thought it sounded really cool never really thought i would do it but i had a friend that did it um he's like come over like what type of beer do you like if you give me a beer name even we can try and find a clone of it i was like that's really cool went over there did it uh Thought it was a ton of fun, you know, basically just sitting there drinking for three or four hours and, and making beer. And the beer turned out really good. Um, I'm not sure if I would think it's really good now, but to me, it was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then kind of like fell off. Uh, just, you know, was like, that was cool experience. I'd like to do it someday. And then got engaged and knew right away that we wanted to serve like homemade beer, nice. homebrewed beer at the wedding, yeah. for sure. Because I'd been at one that where they'd done it, and it was super cool. So then I enlisted the help of my other friend, who you guys know, Ryan. And uh, he basically took me under his wing and taught me everything. Because he, he, like, started a homebrew club at his college. 
and like I think he took some classes on it. He's a very smart guy. Uh, so knew a lot about it and just hadn't been doing it in a long time since he'd moved to Louisville. So we both kind of were like, well, let's let's do this. And we started brewing a ton like every weekend um, trying to make beer good enough to serve guests at my wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always way more fun when you have a brew buddy. I can attest to that. Shout or, out to Ricky, the which, other, which is why I show up every Sunday. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the more the merrier for sure, because otherwise, even if it's just like me and like one other person unless that other person is like actively helping me the whole time they're just sitting there because i'm busy and not really so it's like i like to just if i'm brewing basically it's like you guys sitting there having conversations and i'm just like listening to them it's like a I live brew. podcast <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's a it's a kentucky common radio hour in my garage every sunday i did uh, i did help you grain in with you uh, sure did john's sure did. infamous grain bags uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the handles that always get into the mash somehow. Yeah, they do. They do. But, but I, I dig them because then I use them as garbage bags afterwards. Cause yeah. That's what they and, are. And to be clear, like you're not using buckets at this point. Like you have the you have homebrewing equipment. You you oh, yeah. you've got the good stuff. Not I'm not electric because I don't have two twenty in my garage. Otherwise I would be, because propane is a kind of a pain in the butt. But uh yeah, I mean I upgraded fairly quickly once i got my own setup i you know i started with the mash ton that's a giant uh, water cooler and then quickly upgraded as andy cobb a local brewery owner kept upgrading his equipment every like week it seemed like i would just like buy stuff from him like, <laughs> so great. yeah so his like first setup is basically now my setup that's awesome you know and then i built a or i have a friend who had a welding a welding machine that he just bought and was very excited about so i went to the metal supermarket bought a bunch of square tubing and built a giant um rack on wheels for you know for brewing brew cart i guess you'd call it and that's my current setup i love it i i don't like gas it is a pain because you always seem to run out when you need it the yeah, most. like halfway through a mash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that, did, that didn't happen on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not at all. Um, so, I mean, you, you probably get asked this a lot. Do you have any desires to someday be a professional brewer or brewery owner or get involved in that space at all? I would love to, but I don't. It's just I'm so risk averse. Uh, and it is such a, you know, big leap to do something like that. Um, it would probably look like a retirement thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said for that. I mean, because like we talked to a lot of, I mean, we've talked to a lot of brewers on this podcast, but, and I can speak from my personal experience. Sometimes it's nice to just have a freaking hobby. Yeah. That you can just do to like decompress I, and like hang out on the weekends. Yeah. Because it's like you turn your hobby into a job and it becomes a job. Like I haven't been able to just have a day where I brewed beer and chilled out like on a Saturday for how long have we been here? Six years? Like, yeah, it's now it's just work, you yeah. know? Now it's a job. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it would be. I'm going to, you know, it's like the dream in some ways, but like. In other ways, it's, you, you see a lot of of risk and, and just, you know potential downside i hate like being in debt to a bank scares the shit out of me i've already totally. got a mortgage i don't want to have like a five million dollar business loan too um so so yes i would love to like if i got if i won the lottery that's what i would do i would open up a brewery i think someone just, already did that who's who eight ball 
Oh, that really? what happened? Oh, I forgot <laughs> yeah, about that. That person way. won a lot the lottery? That on the eight ball. Uh, that, that's the whole story. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> also, Tin Man in Evansville. Or isn't that like the same thing? It's the same thing. Oh, are, were there somebody one of them bought the other one at a certain yeah, it was point. Like that a sounds right. Joint venture. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. didn't know that. Yeah, where the Braxton Labs is right now in St- or uh, Covington. In the liquor store? In the back of Party Source used to be eight ball brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was from the lottery. That's hilarious. Yes. I didn't I didn't know they were connected <laughs> to Tin Man in in Evansville. But that's I but ba, that's, ba, ba, ba. the more you know. Thank you, yeah. David, for this public yeah, service right. I think I I did <laughs> know that, but I don't know Bruce. the actual like uh you know how it all went down or who owned who or what it was even. But But that's a gr- I mean that's a great thing. It's like if you won the lottery, is like this would be something to do. People always say, you know, if you want to figure out what to do with your life, like what would you do if you had a million dollars? We'll just go do it. But that's not always really true because I, I it's know. a big liability. Yeah. It, nobody really under, appreciates like how much work it is to own a brewery. Most of the job is cleaning. Then you have to make sure the beer's good. And then there's the whole running a business side of it. Right. And you have to have been be a hiring person yeah. and yeah, like, there's customer the, service. Yeah. There's a business to, you know, it's not just brewing beer. I mean, well, it is for some people. But um, from most people that own a brewery, I feel like it's a lot more than just brewing beer. And I'm a I would be a terrible manager. I'm a terrible businessman. <laughs> so like that all would not fly. I would close immediately. I would forget to pay every bill. So like oh, so you're, you want to join Level L Trail? So, yeah, I mean, it ain't going to happen, but I would I, I think I'm for now. I'm just very happy with it at being a, like a very serious hobby. Yeah. And, and a serious hobby it is because, like we said, you are involved uh, with the Loggers Club. Uh, tell us about tell us about that. Tell us about Loggers Club yeah. and what you do. So I'm like actually very new to Loggers compared to almost every other member. I like uh, Loggers too. Yeah, well, yeah, everybody Louisville likes Loggers. Area Grain Extra- and Extract, Extract Research, Research Society. Society. So this is Louisville's uh, homebrew club that's been around since like 1994. That sounds right because they just celebrated a very large anniversary yeah. too because they they had a logo commissioned for oh Tintacker right in the back for you on yeah, our Patreon you can you see go. the new uh, Loggers Club Tintacker which is super sick yeah it's I, very good that yeah, it was great. like the greatest logo um, and when I saw that I was like dude we got to get some something made some sweet merch with that yeah. for sure and then they did it and I'm, I'm super happy with how all that turned out but yeah so I'm the yeah, the treasurer, so we said. Secretary. 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 Officer. No, we, sorry, did we tell Sarah. you what your job was? Yeah, well, I mean, I, so basically all I do is I help run the social media um, and try and, you know, keep everybody informed of when their meetings are and, um, you know, when dues are coming up and when the spring grain buy it, stuff like that. Just sending out emails, keep, keeping up the uh, website, trying to keep up the website, trying to learn WordPress um but that's it they just needed some help um because i mean i've literally only been a paying dues member for two years and when i joined it was the pandemic and so they were only doing zoom meetings so i you know of course and and i did a bunch of those but you know i i had never met any of them yeah you can't try each other's beer over a zoom meeting yeah exactly so (laughs) it was really they did organize a lot of cool talks we had you know, people from Omega Yeast and 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 they they like even went out to the hop farm and live streamed it and had a lot of cool talks. Um, but then when we got back in person, almost immediately, I think they, they had a need 
for another officer. And I was just like, I, it was, it's one of those things where I was like, I wanted to get involved in it in a way that yeah. would keep me. And big know. shout out too, just to Greg and to Sarah for like oh, for keeping sure. that. It's, it's, it's been so we're lucky in our business because we've been, you know, okay, just because a lot of people want to brew during the pandemic, but trying to keep like clubs and organizations mm-hmm. and things like that running uh, during the time when no one can yeah. get together, like over the past few years, that's yeah. truly a challenge. Sure. Um, so hats off to the Loggers Club for keeping it together, uh, particularly to, to Greg and Sarah, because I know how much they stressed and worked and lined stuff up. Man, and he, like, they they do a lot. Uh, I've seen that firsthand already. Uh, like, Greg, Sarah, and Brandon uh, are all doing Brandon, a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, like, Greg just spent, God, it's just an ungodly amount of time uh, soldering together eye spindles like we did a, a group buy he bought all of this you know the eye spindles oh yeah are. i thought you said okay ice spindles I was oh like, yeah, yeah no. But no, so, i got you an eye spindle is is it's there's another one called tilt and and basically it's like this hydrometer that you keep in your bucket or whatever your, your whatever your fermentation vessel is and it uses a uh gyroscope to I don't, I don't know. The it basically just met it. So all it, it's like an alcohol measuring device right, more or less right. indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but you can hook gravity. it up to via Bluetooth and yep, like to your and computer everything. And, yeah. And it's got a temperature probe on it too. So it's all very cool. Like, and that's how, you know, when your beer is done fermenting, yeah. how much sugar's left in it versus how much alcohol's in it. So he, and he built these things. And I, when he said he was going to build them, I thought it was like one piece to solder. No, you got to solder like eight things together. He like bought a bunch of raspberry pies or yeah, like whatever equivalent he, and I like mean, the little uh, angle reader, like the gyroscope thing or whatever. And yeah. then the casing. Yeah, that was awesome. It So, I mean, that's just like one of the things he's done recently. Um, so, yeah, that shout out to them for sure, because I mean, I know he's been I don't know how long he's been president, but. I've been in it for like three months and I'm already like, oh, this is a decent amount of work every, you know, yeah. just yeah. keeping things going. Yeah. But but it is a great club. And yeah, we meet almost every month at Akasha. Well, I should say we meet every month. I It's at Akasha as long as it can be. Um, and it's fun because it's on it's on Mondays. Akasha's closed. So it's just us in there. But normally Liz is there and we can still, you know, drink some of their beer and you know, we got the whole place to ourselves and we always have a nice talk. We just had uh, Spencer from Atrium, who you guys just had on. Front of the show, us, front of the show. show yeah. <laughs> and he talked about, and log time loggers member too. Yeah, totally. Um, talked about fruiting beer. I learned so much. Um, and then, you know, like we're going to, somebody's coming and giving a presentation on sake making this Monday. I'm going to that one. Yeah. Is, that, is Mark yeah. doing that one? Yes. Yeah, oh, he cool. is a resource too. Like he knows so much about. Yeah. And like, he knows like about the weird stuff that goes into sake making, like those bacteria that eat the whatever that coating on the rice is called. That, oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a good talk. Yeah. My friend is trying to make that rice in his basement. Oh, nice. I don't know how that's going to go. But <laughs> but yeah, like so that's exciting. I, that's I don't know the next nothing COVID about gets sake started. except that I love it. Um, and the meetings are totally free to attend. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yep. And I mean, it's 20 bucks a year for the membership and. That includes your ability to get in the the two bulk grain buys that we do, which are incredible deals. Um, so uh, it's 100% worth it. And then also other things like I'm organizing a trip to uh, South Fork Malt House, which is I think it's still Kentucky. Shout out RT. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. RT cases, the bomb. 
Um, so we're going to go out there in July and he's going to give us a little private tour of the place. And we're going to go to Country Boy Georgetown and kind of walk around the production facility. Uh, so it's a great, I mean, we do a lot of stuff like that. We went to a hop farm last year. Um, was it Crosby? It was Hop Ton. Tum, okay. tum, 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 the Michael hop. Taylor's yes. hop farm. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still like so. in business. Okay. Yeah, I think the pandemic was kind of yeah, couldn't really ruined everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a labor of love. And when there's no more like ability to yeah, have anyone love no you, more love. <laughs> yeah, there's no more love. I'm, I'm excited for your hop farm to open mm-hmm. with uh, with this new uh, agricultural uh, phenomenon that you have in your backyard. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big like no grass guy. So my very small, very narrow, long Germantown backyard is slowly being converted into like 100 percent like farm yeah, essentially man. i think so, you just hate lawnmowers i do i hate them and i hate i hate grass i just it's like the most worthless thing it is in an ecosystem. it's stupid yeah, yeah. so I was i'm like, not playing croquet right exactly. i don't need a lawn like i i keep just enough for my dog to pee on <laughs> like that's my goal just enough so my dog's not peeing on my like shout tomatoes yeah shout out little pen pen but yeah yeah my hops uh they were so good did you get to see them last year no I had, I mean, they went all the way to the top of my garage. It was probably like 14 feet and they were healthy and strong, big, big freaking leaves and nice cones. The hops were bad, but that's just Kentucky, I think. Uh, <laughs> but this year I built, as you guys have seen, a very tall hop trellis in my backyard and it is, the hops are not growing. <laughs> it's thriving. It's been a weird summer for growing. I know. It's like been, it rained and then it was dry and then it just got hot as shit hot. really early. Yeah. So they're, I think they're a little stressed. I trans, obviously they all were transplanted. So, you know, I'm hoping next year will be a little better because what I was going for, you know, the, uh, the grail garden effect yeah. of like walling off my neighbors. And, uh, so far I have one plant that's like, four feet tall and the rest are like six inches. So. <laughs> that might, maybe we should call that the Germantown fence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just a bunch a of hops hop growing. Hop, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I don't think I can build a fence tall enough to wall me off from the neighbors. So. <laughs> uh, switching gears a little bit here. You have some uh, some upcoming travel, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you, where are you headed? Going to Europe. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Somehow talked Mary into spending uh, two days in Belgium. You know, she really doesn't care about Belgium, but gonna meet. So I got a, a beer trading guy that has also become a friend and he's actually trying to open a meadery in the Netherlands, but he's going to take the train down and meet us in Brussels. He's going to meet, meet you? Yeah, he's gonna meet us. Uh, so he's coming down and we're gonna uh, so spend like basically a full day at Cantillon uh, with apparently a crew. He's like, I think I might have like eight or 10 people join us. I was like, oh. <laughs> great he's like that way we can open more bottles yeah like, okay great i mean i'm in for sure but then yeah from there we're going to uh well we have a quick stop off in uh cologne to do some coal service and then we take a night train to munich for oktoberfest for yeah. two days and then go to the uh, swiss alps which wow not, not a lot of beer going on there well, but so I, I knew this was was coming up and uh you're gonna get to drink all the beer but the one thing that's that you're gonna miss out on is some good french beer mm, uh, and so what what i have here is is a delicious blonde beer from france Ooh. i'll let you take care of the bottle on that one but a uh, okay. shout out to our friend of the show madeline ruggles uh formerly uh gravely employee 
current Biscuit Belly director of marketing. Ooh. She was just in France. She brought us that bottle back to try on the show. Did you see um, how strong I am, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that, that was nuts. that right off, man. So um, what what is what's on that bottle, you know? We got a... Well, the, their logo appears to be a rooster. I'm not going to try and say the name because I... See, that's what I wanted you to things. do. Yeah, Blonde Francais? It's Francais? Francois. Francais? Francais. It's a blonde, French blonde? Yeah. French blonde. And the name of the brewery is La Frache? La Frache? I would think that would be pronounced La Froch. La Froch. La And it is a red rooster. I'm doing a French on Duolingo. I actually think it's a really good label. Like, super clean. It pops. Can you guys see that? Uh, yeah, I like it. Just blue, red. Those are good colors. What was the base style? Blondale or Saison, did you say? It's, uh, the, wait, it's, uh, it just says blonde. Okay. And then when I used Google Translate on it, it's said it was just pretending a, to read it right now. No, when I see it, <laughs> when I see what I Google, I, you know, I did a little Google Translate thing. Uh, it was Pilsner Malt. And that's basically all it said. It said the type of hops, but it didn't translate right. Point is, we have no idea really what we're drinking here. Uh, nope. None of us has ever even heard of this thing before, but we want to try it. And Let's I wanted it. to share it because you're going to have all this great European beer, but probably no French beer. So, no, nope. no, nope. no French beer. I might have took too much. Beautiful. Here. I got too into the audio. No, the, the, of it, it sounded great. Ooh. Yeah. Love French. I don't think this is clean fermented. Like it's got a, got some funk. Maybe that's the goza that was in this glass. We before. do not believe in lager. I was gonna say it's probably just the. <laughs> we believe in farmhouse saison. Yeah, what are they uh -huh. like? I mean, I think. No, of wait, wine, you're right. There's, there's, some, yeah, there's some. It's bubble gummy a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> like hopefully it's supposed to be like. Uh, it's a French saison, baby. It's, it's farmhouse. Like it's it's, it's, it's that's, the, that's that French saison character. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see oh, if yeah. they sold us the yeast. La Froch, vous propose un blanc from 100% français le pur amateur de beer douche facile de boire. Elle se compose Do you know what these du malt piscine de Ile Monde des Habillons Amares, those are the hops. Uh, Trisquet oh. et Barberouge. Remember the Barberouge hops that we used? Yeah. Barberouge is a hop? Yeah, it's a French hop. Yeah. La dépôt oh, de levure au fond de la bouteille est naturelle, so it's naturally fermented in the bottle. Rendant garder les fronts n'est pas à tirer les roots. I don't know what that means. Parlez-vous. Contenant du gluten. It does contain it's, gluten. It's, yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. Well, uh, so it's important. But I think this is just a French blonde farmhouse ale. Yeah, Great. just like a French saison. And that, that's basically an ad for Duolingo. Yeah, all yeah, in right. itself. Wow. <laughs> if you like beer and also like learning languages, you should try out Duolingo. The French uh, saison is, is so nice, too, just because it, it's you could compare it to a Belgian saison. But to me, it's just a lot more like, I mean, farmhouse is the only way I can yeah. kind of make that distinction. It Less refined. I say like a Belgian saison has such a distinct character and and this one and it, it, it I, to me i like a belgian saison that's got a little more like uh, multi backbone yeah it's very like strong. i just always think saison dupont <laughs> like yeah, if i think yeah, about yeah. like a yeah. saison and this is like i like the blonde i like how light it is yeah i mean it's only five percent it's very like straw yeah well you're talking yeah. about it's hot as shit like this, this is, is a, a good crusher. summer crusher too yes, like it's sure. a different direction we, do, we don't live in france this 
This could have we been. We all live in France in our hearts more than me. You know that that could have ended really badly, and uh, that was a, that was a pleasant beer to drink. That was a nice surprise. No, that was good. I like. Yeah. That. Thank you, Madeline. Yeah, I'd thanks. like another five of those. Yes. Yeah. No, right. Maybe yeah. Madeline has some more for us. Who, who knows? And we um, went through the whole thirty-three centiliters. Yes. <laughs> that's like a 10 cent that's like 11 centiliters each wait there's four of us here anyway, anyway I knew yeah, French not math. math I'll have to get in touch with her and see how she transports beer back from that's, a, that's like illegal a carry on. yeah you can't you can't just oh you don't that. do that okay. in Minecraft you yeah, just can't do, do that, that. Uh, so that. while we finish this up and I uh, did want to test out a new game for us all Ooh, a game. are y'all excited about this our games always turn out so good. Uh, this is this is going to be a good one because uh, there is a wonderful website called Reddit out there, and oh, yeah, there is an even equally stretch. It's like 4chan, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, it's 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 modern day forum chats and whatever. Um, hey, I like our home brewing. There's good threads. There. All right, so to that point, our, this, is, this is coming from our beer. Okay, and mm. uh, there are some questions on our beer that mm. I thought we could answer. <laughs> sure. Somebody specifically, specifically they're, they're Reddit people. All right. Whew. All right. So I bet these are this, great. This is going to be kind of rapid fire ish. So uh, coming from Lone Wolf 2556. I have two bottles of Pliny the Younger. What food do I pair it with? Only meat I eat is fish. <laughs> well, I, I there don't you go. think that's an, okay. Uh, ooh, that's tough because that is what a like 14% triple ipa or something like it's, that it's a big boy i despite don't being young. i think it's gonna pretty much overpower anything maybe like some cheese there you go yeah you mean fromage yeah some fromage is Pliny the elder or Pliny the younger the one who died from getting a turtle dropped on his head by an eagle mm. if it's Pliny the younger the then you should pair it with turtle that. soup clearly uh, uh, clearly but, the, but they know, don't eat that they only oh, fish well, well you know it, picture up fish. Try, try turtle. It's a fish of the land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a mammal. It's a reptile. Have you eaten God. a reptile before? Try it. <laughs> I think no matter what you eat with Pliny the Younger, it is going to uh, taste like Pliny the Younger. <laughs> that's good. That, that's I mean, good I point. got. I was lucky enough to get that in a can when COVID happened, and oh my God, that beer is intense. Yeah, when they can. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh, yeah and the, the, the vote for yeah. Pliny, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. That campaign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. This next one's coming from. User uh, no underscore communication forty two ninety two. What should I do to friends who drink beer with a straw? Oh uh, well, I think Spencer loves to do that, and we love Spencer, so we should let David take them. this one. What? Remember it, your creation from a few episodes ago? Yeah, I mean, but I like that. I know oh, that's, that's, that's the, advice. The infamous sour straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like find your favorite candy. I actually really wanted to do that. Shaped oh. like a straw. <laughs> Drink with the sour. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what? And uh, I wasn't here for that one. Well, I was, but it wasn't. Here. Oh, that's right. Out I've of body it, experience. I've done it on a bike. I, we, if we would, when we were like on a long bike ride, <laughs> Whoa, we, would, we would start, we would stop at a bar out in like, um, where's butt drugs? Cordon. <laughs> yeah, Cordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would stop in Cordon and we would get a I've done it on a bike. Beer. Where's butt drugs? <laughs> I've story so far. And well, the only way, it's really hard to drink out of a can while you're riding a bike. So we'd get a straw and you'd drink. One time in college, I tried. I did try to fill up like a, a camel pack with beer. Oh. Uh, the carbonation oh, doesn't, doesn't work. I've done that. It just too. shoots in your mouth and then foams everywhere. <laughs> the minute you unleash yeah. the little it toggle, it just gets hot. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, next one's coming from user Utopia thirty nine Liam. Uh, I'm going to also include the, the the text on this too, but it starts with, 
I drink two 16-ounce beers per week. Is that a lot? My fiance says I drink a lot. I drink two 16-ounce Bells, two hearted per week on Monday and Tuesday, my two days off work. I don't drink any liquor like whiskey, vodka, etc. I don't know. The comment just didn't sit right with me. What do you guys think? I think I'm in a lot of trouble if, yeah. that's, a, if <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of beer. Did he say in one hour or like... No, he like, yeah, exactly. On Monday, like, on Monday and Tuesday, he has two 16-ounce Bells, two hearteds. You're I, good. Yeah, you're good, bud. Like that's the that's how much we should all be drinking. Yeah. probably. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. But they, the rest they, of the world is wrong, yeah. no matter what side they're coming at you but from. But they right. sell them in like six packs, so you have to like I don't know. It's a four pack of well, tall and, boys. and it's gonna last you a month. Well, imagine having five gallon kegs all the time. Imagine ordering it twenty chicken nuggets. Do you just like <laughs> eat two at a time? Two? I don't <laughs> know. Like, no, yeah, you just eat them all. That person is being facetious, well, clearly, but I don't know. Well, regardless, regardless if it's a lot disagree. or not. So, yeah, the real answer is it's they, you have to get right with yourself. They need to have a conversation. Yeah, this is what's going to happen. Like they need to have a sit down. Like, listen, man, I drink beer twice a week. It's not that much. I get that you have some hangups about it. Uh, welcome to relationship hour on Kentucky Commons Radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or are we taking calls? Oh, absolutely. We did that a couple times. Uh, relationships. This next one's coming from user Radioactive Walrus. What is the most redneck beer you can think of? Ooh. David's, David's yeah, got it. What do you got? Yeah, it's Bushlight. Yeah. I was going to go with yeah, some homebrew sure. just from the for my personal perspective on it. I mean, I mean, I, that makes sense. But for me, like uh Wisconsin guy here and also a family member to many rednecks, and they love bush lattes. Well, don't. bush lattes. Bush My lattes. brother has a hat that says bush latte. That's on amazing. It. They make bush light apple. You have to mm-hmm. pre-order it at the liquor store in my hometown. You have to pre-order so bush light at the liquor store in my hometown. That's amazing. Okay, so you win. It is the redneck. Uh, and, and, and that's my that probably would have been mine as well. Um, they release a camo pack, don't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So automatically. Yeah. It's Although like, I would, I'll throw a regional one out there. There's a, a beer up in northern Wisconsin called Point Lager. Oh yeah, and it, uh-huh. yeah, and it's 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 pretty bad. Like I don't know if it's gotten worse or <laughs> or if it's always been. I because I used to drink. I mean, twelve pack of it every Friday. But uh, people call it River Water up there because nice. like the breweries mm. on the Wisconsin River, the the famously dirty polluted Wisconsin River, <laughs> which is like eighteen paper mills lining the whole thing. But like that, that's like the when you see an old dude like drinking a, a point beer at the bar, you're like that that guy's like seen some shit. That's <laughs> that's the equivalent. I mean, I'm gonna piss people off, but that's the equivalent of like old style and Strohs. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. You, at one point in Back time, in the day, those are other good contenders. You drank them in mass. Right. No, I don't think they're like redneck beers. Nah, though. they're more yeah. like you're right. No, you're they're right. a little. They've gotten working, a little hipster man. Yeah. yeah, or hipster. Yeah, hold. You're right. You're yeah, right. I mean like PBR'd. You know. Yeah. yeah. PBR and a shot. Mm-hmm. Hipster. Uh, last one coming from user Buffalo Kid Cards. Mm. Respect. Question. I had a bottle of KBS that was left in a car trunk for two years. Can this still sell her properly? <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Absolutely. Crack, <laughs> crack that. Or, well, actually, you know what? Yeah. Throw it in your, uh, throw it in your hot garage for another four yeah. years and... <laughs> Just let her rip. Someday. And there's only one way to find out. I think yeah, is like exactly. what I would say. 
If, <laughs> if you happen to have left it outside from the 4th of July party last year yeah. in the cooler. <laughs> then I, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I think it would be good. I think the only reason we didn't drink that beer is because the cap was completely rusted through. Yeah. That'll do it. We, yeah. we still should have drank it, though. Uh, that, that would be a good a good opportunity I, if you if you if you have old beers you need to invite your friends over and then just give them to them like it's normal beer yeah i totally agree. they're not going to insult you because they're at your house you know the gift horse in the mouth phenomenon correct yeah what do you mean you don't like that beer yeah you don't like this beer get out of my house this is my favorite beer (laughs) i love kbs how dare you not accept this gift properly yeah and honestly like a beer like kbs that the coffee knows i mean i don't know that like hey i'm gonna stay in kbs no, I like KBS, but I just mean like I don't a a Coors sitting in what was it in their trunk in their trunk yeah. for two years. Yeah. A Coors two in years. your trunk for two years <laughs> would be much worse than a KBS in a trunk for That's two. That's probably years. true. If there's any beer that can stand up to two years in a trunk, it's a giant barrel aged stout. Yeah, with a lot of maple syrupy sweetness. Just call it, it a uh, Caribbean stout. Wasn't that a thing for a hot minute? Tropical stout. Tropical stout. Tropical yeah, there you stout. go. Like, didn't warm. we just have one? Yeah. Well. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Was it supposed to be? Theming. Yeah. No, Theming. it wasn't like that. Um, well, very nice. I'm glad we had that segment. Uh, if you just want to ask us questions straight up, listeners, if you enjoyed that, you can uh, DM us on social media or uh, send us an email at info at LouisvilleIllTrail.com uh, with your with your advice seeking questions. You know, I'm sure David would like to answer those. No guarantee that we're going to answer unless you send them through Patreon. Ooh, so I can send questions. Oh yes, anytime you, you want. Anytime right. you want. Oh, and and relationship advice. And, or yes. and or relationship <laughs> advice. Yeah, we <laughs> we have that going for us. Um, well, I believe it is now time for our show and tell segment. So Ooh. I think think Nate may have brought some things for us. So Nate, what'd you bring? Well, do we want the? It, I was told to bring a beer. Thing and a not beer thing. Let's uh, let's do a not beer thing. Yeah, a not beer thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, the not beer thing is liquor. <laughs> this, so, yeah, this, third time's the charm. This theme. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, I was essentially told. No, no, no. It was suggested. Ugh. It was it was an example. Ooh, it's so fancy. So nice decanter. I had no. Normally, and it is the cheapest brandy that you can buy. Is so. My non-beer thing is a brandy old-fashioned. Okay. Because I love giving it to people from Kentucky because it is such a... It, the the fact that it's even called an old-fashioned is is kind of insulting to an old-fashioned. If you put it in that jar, you're allowed to call it an old-fashioned. I know, right? And that's like E and J. Like, it's a beautiful decanter. To fill that up with, with brandy would cost like four dollars <laughs> like the decanter definitely and this is this is you, you're bringing this on because it, it's a wisconsin thing yes okay this is if you are oh, okay any bar in wisconsin and you order an old-fashioned you are getting a brandy old-fashioned i don't even care if you're in like a fan unless you're in a bourbon bar which now we everybody's got bourbon bars i, I was in a bourbon bar last time i was in madison and it was nice and i asked for an old-fashioned and they asked me do you want a bourbon old fashioned or do you want a brandy? Old? And I said bourbon. And she's like, so a bourbon old fashioned is much. Di-. And I was like, I know, I know, I know. Thank you. I'm trying to summon a Wisconsin accent to say something like, get out of here. You crazy. It's a it's a it's very much far. You've seen the movie Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my sister, I always like tease my sister. She sounds like a character in Fargo. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's that's our accent. Okay, All of my then. dad's side of the family is from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of oh, yeahs. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, then. You want that with bourbon or you want that with brandy, hon? 
And if you ask for it, a, I made the mistake of one time ordering a <laughs> bourbon old fashioned from like a, I mean, just like, you know, a run of the mill Wisconsin tavern and they made it like a brandy old fashioned, which I will show you in a second, but with bourbon, which is not good. Because it involves <laughs> Sprite, which I was I was curious when the Sprite came out. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm here for oh, that. Yeah, it 100%. is not it is not a fancy cocktail <laughs> by so, any stretch. So this is yeah. not an old fashioned. And and I'm actually <laughs> omitting the extra sugar that yeah. a lot of them add in addition to the Sprite. So a, a brandy old fashioned sweet because some they make them with sour too, which is huh. with squirt instead of Sprite. So, oh. It is <laughs> squirt soda. Yes, that is. Oh, that is. Okay. It's like a Tom. Squallens. I am from a very small town in Wisconsin. I don't know if like if you like grew up in Milwaukee, if they would do that. But I have a feeling they would. Wisconsin just they just want their liquor. They don't they don't really need to taste it. They don't really. They just they, there just needs to be a lot of it. That's On all. a few past episodes, we've looked up some just like kind of general statistics of beer consumption around the country. Uh, Wisconsinites, Wisconsinians, cheeseheads. Wisconsinites, um, hands down, they're kicking our ass. Like, yeah, the, the Wisconsin also, folks can drink. I I believe this is still true, but at a, one point we drank more of uh, Copper and King's brandy than Kentucky did. Uh, wow, <laughs> I remember reading that actually. Yeah, yeah. so uh, also we're the number one state for brandy and for beer. Yeah, I think that was the case with. Uh, Anybody got a knife? Um, Corbell, I believe, sells yes. more in Wisconsin Corbell. than anywhere else. I didn't know. Like, I thought Corbell was like, I mean, until I was like 25, I thought Corbell was brandy. Brandy was Corbell. Right. I didn't know brandy was like a type of liquor. Uh -oh. I was like, it's Corbell. Are you sanitizing that? John is currently sanitizing right. a knife glasses. with a light. I did not glasses. know what this was used for previously. We're doing surgery. All right. So All right. it is a hefty pour of. Sprite. You want me to make some little twists while yes, you uh, prepare the cocktail? Please. Is there so there's no like sh like is there tip? Actually, okay. If if I'm going to while you make that, if I'm going to Wisconsin, let's say I go to uh, not even an actual cherry, by the way, just the ju just, <laughs> oh, just the, the juice, just the gross, oh. juice. and it has to be the Kroger cherries. Like you can't. We're get, all out of cherry song, want, but we got the juice. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that Luxardo shit. My mom was a. <laughs> when she came down recently and saw the price of I had because I had some Luxardo cherries for old fashioned and she was making bread. She's like, do you have any cheap stuff? I don't Does this say twenty dollars. I was like, yeah, that's I mean, they're, they're real nice, you know. <laughs> do you know how to peel an orange drum? I thought we wanted twists. Yeah, we want twists. OK, OK. Jesus, um, David, you're doing surgery. It's not my fault. And David, way too much bitters. Like way too much. Oh, more. You're gonna be. That's a lot. Oh, that's of a lot of dashes. You're gonna be offended well, to by the, the amount of brandy. bitters. One, yep. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What's that Morse code? <laughs> SOS. Like, Send help, please. Somebody get this drink away from me. It stands for too bitter. And then, I mean, if I was real, I don't. I'm, we all have to drive, I assume. So I'm not gonna make these like a Wisconsinite would. So, like. Is is there like a place if if you're in Milwaukee? Is there like a good brandy old fashioned uh, versus a bad um, brandy old fashioned? Like, oh yeah, you don't want to go to Elroy's down on Main Street because they don't do a good one. Yeah, dude. Like any like so some places are so popular with the Friday fish fry, which is also a thing in Wisconsin, not just during Lent. Every single Friday, I mean, everybody has too. fish fry. Is it okay? Oh, I, yeah. I thought that was I only found Ca it during Ca Lent. Catholic churches. Yeah. yeah. So okay. like, yeah. 
So, so Friday Fish Fry, a lot of the places will pre-mix everything, which is just disgusting because they're 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 pre-mixing everything except the Sprite, which comes out of a gun. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like the best old fashioned, the best brandy old fashioned is at a place called the Old Fashioned in Madison, right across from the Capitol. Uh, they are like, I think they kind of are credited with making it like the ubiquitous Wisconsin drink. And I don't know where it came from. I have no clue. I could have looked that up. Is it, it is came, it traditionally but... uh, served over ice? No ice, shaken, stirred? Oh, yeah, definitely. Dude, it's normally served in like a plastic Pepsi cup <laughs> uh, yeah, full dude. of ice. Fuck yeah. Dude, I, again, like, e- yeah, even the old-fashioned, which is kind of a fan- uh, not fancier restaurant, but it's a... Um, Thank you, sir. It's not, it's not a dive bar, right? It's like a restaurant. But even they serve their old-fashions in like a plastic glass full of ice. Um, but I didn't bring any ice. So this is just like red, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the only col- the only color in it is grenadine. The, is the, uh, grenadine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's essentially all it is. Is grenadine. But the, and but they do put a, a little David, bit of a citrus twist? twist in there. Oh yeah, that's they definitely will. And I what I like to do. Oh no. Um, it, at home, if I'm making them for companies, I like to buy orange bitters and use that. Ah, and, nice. and then I like to use Copper and King's brandy. And then sometimes I'll try and sub out. I've, I've tried subbing out Sprite for other fancier things, but it never just works. Today I learned. And this is just a working man's cocktail. So we'll this start with no, the aroma. <laughs> this is no. Uh, freaking... Nathan, I would just like to tell you. This smells like an old fashioned. Does it? Well, the bitters. Yeah, it smells like yeah. bitters. Yeah, yeah, like it, like eight dashes. Like really intense. Like oh, it's so it just, intense. Well, you know what it tastes like? Bitters. It tastes like bitters. Yeah, but I, God, it just tastes like my, I don't want to say childhood. Cause that's Dude, I'm all about too much this information. shit. I'm all about this shit. I got suckered into doing a shot of bitters. This is great. You did an oh, Ango I shot? I watched you do it. Yeah. It was disgusting. It's not great, it was, it was but it's perfect. perfect. Does that make sense? It's just a, it's like a, we've, we've cut, like, we have so much like cocktail culture now, just like we have craft beer culture. It's like mm. every once in a while you just, I mean, I still, my favorite cocktail not, yeah, well, not cocktail, but like my favorite mixed drink is just uh, is just bourbon and ginger ale. Yeah, yeah bourbon dude. and ale. Eight. This like, is that's... horrible. No, no, it's not. You can't do it. I, it's not horrible. You I can be this. fancy and you can go Here. pay I need more twenty dollars. More spread. With the with the quickly with the cherry juice and the carbonation from the sprite, I'm actually getting a lot of like Dr Pepper vibes. Oh, yeah, huh. okay, uh, but Ooh. with like bitters. Ni- <laughs> yeah, is well, it, this is Nyquil. <laughs> No, come on. This is the base for. Hey, NyQuil. you can get fucked up on Nyquil too. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. it's not that. Bad. Also, like, like chocolate. Here, here's I mean, what here's what this is. You can go into some fancy ready. bar in like Manhattan, or you can go to like some fancy bar in Louisville that has the best bourbon in the world. You can pay twenty dollars for a guy with like belly ring and like uh, tattoos all over his face to make you a fifty dollar cocktail. And you can be like, oh, this is so good. Where does that exist? <laughs> Don't ask me what I do in my free time. <laughs> but then you could also go to a bar in Wisconsin and be like, hey, give me an old fashioned. Sweet. All right, four bucks. Here you go. That's, that's Brooklyn. Uh, four, four bucks. Here you go. That's mm. Queens. You know, I'm too. And I, you get this. I and it's great. Wisconsin accent. This this tastes closer to a Manhattan than it does an old fashioned. I will say I, it's missing sure. the ice, like the ice. You gotta. This has got to be cold because other when it's so warm, really, taste. what you're getting is just all bitters. I think. <laughs> I, I respect the hell out of this. This is like your corner bar 
old fashioned. This is and like what's funny is I don't I've never been to another state where like everybody just drinks the same shitty cocktail. Oh, this is still ten times better than a mint julep. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I drink I drink Speaking one of states mint julep a cocktails, year. Yeah. yeah, I drink one mint julep a year. And it's great. And I mean and it and, and you it, don't ever want another one. And I don't want another one. <laughs> I'm, I'm so the thing it. with mint julep is like, yeah, you get it once a year during derby season, whatever, but you better drink it fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like oh, yeah. if you let it sit for like more than five minutes, like the ice and the slosh and the mint, it just becomes like a gross drink to hold. I'm yeah. a, I'm offended for the mint because mint in a cocktail is amazing. Yeah, but that mint in a cocktail I feel like is normally there to be on the nose yeah. and not yeah really muddled. Yeah, not muddled. Yeah. yeah, not a flavor. Yeah, in it like uh like uh, when I saw you uh, over at Wild Hops, whatever they call their bar, they just call yeah. it Wild Hops yeah, it's, Bar. Yeah, it's just Wild Hops. Brewery. And uh, yeah. the bar manager there, or what, you know, what's his name? Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. they were making mojitos. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he gave me a free. Something. Oh, what uh, it was oh, a Paloma. Pro- promotional. It was, yeah. Well, yeah. He was making them, and and Michael was taking beautiful pictures of them. I would say shout out to Wild Hops Bar Program. They're doing some really fun cocktails. Dude, that was so good. And he said, like, you know, like, how does the mint like come through? Does it like just on the nose? We don't want like the flavor of it in there. We just want it kind of like when you're taking a sip, it gets in your nose and gives you that. And it and it worked really well. What is yeah. it called? A Paloma. That's what I yeah, said. A Paloma. That's what it was a Paloma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a Paloma, I never had a Paloma with a mint. Yeah, that was their take on it. It was very good. Yeah. I've been going over every Saturday morning and pretty much just sitting down with one of those. Really? <laughs> really yeah. nice. I just like that. Yeah. Get a, it, get a Bloody Mary. No, I love them. No. Super what, underrated. What about a Mike? You like a good Mai Tai? I, I, yeah. yeah I've, I, I've gotten into Mai Tais a lot over the last month or so. I'm, a, I'm all about anything tiki related. I just like tequila, so. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Very much same. Uh, so while we finish these up, and before we get to your next show and tell item, John, do you want to share some sure. beer news with us? So speaking of um, basically people getting creative with alcohol, <laughs> and this was an interesting little story. Where I'm always kind of trying to stay abreast of like things going on in the kind of world of science-y, beery, nerd shit. If we're going to come up with a name for this segment, and we won't do it every week, but it'll just be whenever there's a good story. It's how beer and nerds are going to save the world. You know, you can have anybody else, politicians and uh, philanthropists. You're just talking about the thing that you're going to talk about before you talk. That's called a preface. That's called a preface. (laughs) The only way we're getting out of this mess that we've created for ourselves is nerds. You be careful. You got toothpick mate over here. Beer Beer nerds (laughs) in particular. Uh, So this is a leading example of that uh, hypothesis. Um, There's a research lab at MIT. I'll find the professor's name to give him cred here as I read through the article. But uh, I'll just start with the headline. Could used beer yeast be the solution to the heavy metal contamination in water? So I don't know if you guys have heard of this chemical called lead. Definitely. It's not very good for you, it turns out. Very bad. And we have a lot of it, thanks to the fact that they used to put it into our gasoline to increase the octane rating on it to make cars go fast. Great. And paint. And paint. Yeah, I like paint and everything. <laughs> made water um, pipes out of it. Famously. Yeah, it, yeah. It made in water pipes, for yep. the love of God. Not in Louisville, though. Uh, yeah, at some, at some point, it? for sure. Oh, yeah, because you, you can get a free test now. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, so it's a it's a 
I wouldn't say an epidemic problem, but it's a worldwide problem. And it's probably it has, a bigger problem in other countries than it is here. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, although we have our certainly have our fair share. So anyway, people spend billions of dollars and people try to figure out ways to address this uh, by like creating new water filtration systems, by investing in ways to kind of blah, 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 blah. So nerds at MIT, that's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Center for Bits and Atoms. Uh, which is like the little program inside of there, found a way to get inactive yeast cells um, to essentially be able to just be dumped into a water supply and then reabsorb through a process called bioabsorption, which I imagine has to be similar to biotransformation. Uh, basically, they can suck very, 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 very like large amounts of lead out of water. Uh, in the U.S., there are... 12,000 miles of waterways that are impacted with like, you know, the results of mining and just all this stuff we were talking about, just environmental lead being dumped into the water. The European like uh, level that they try to get the lead down to is uh, they have it down to five. Now it's between 10 and five parts per billion. And it takes a lot of like high tech filtering and all sorts of like technology. It costs tons of money. Nobody can figure out how to do it efficiently. This team at MIT, and this is all still, you know, has to be reproduced and tested and figure out how to get it to scale. But they did have a concept and a successful experiment where just inactive yeast cells, basically the stuff that's kind of dried up in the bottom of a tank after six or seven generations of brewing can just be dumped into a water supply and absorb lead to make the resulting water come out with less than one part per billion. So it more or less, as much as you ever possibly really could measure uh, takes, oh, I'm sorry, below one part per million. I think I've been saying billion. Um, out of the water. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, do they know how? The inactive yeast compounds bind to it. I can't explain the exact oh, like chemical okay. process. No, but it's not using it as food. It's not, it's the dead yeast. It's dead yeast. It's inactive yeast. Okay, yeah. inactive. Um, and they will just lock onto those things and kind of bind them up inside of their metabolism or whatever. Uh, and then they can run those through a filter and it becomes really super easy to filter out on at least a small scale. They still have to kind of go back and figure out how to make that, hmm. you so know, a large enough thing to bring to a municipal um, water you, system or something like that. Are you that. suggesting that the solution to clean water in the world is to make more beer? Mm. So let me answer that question Full for you. circle. In a city uh, the size of Boston, which uses about 200 million gallons of water a day, it would require about 20 tons of yeast per day or about 7,000 tons per year. By comparison, sure. Sam Adams one thing. single brewery, Boston Beer Company, yeah. uh, generates 20,000 tons of surplus yeast oh every year. So as a home brewer, whenever you ask yourself at like the end of a brew day, you have this nasty kind of old dried up yeast cake in the bottom of your carboy. Uh, should I be dumping this into my storm drain? Is this like bad for the environment? The answer is no. It's, it's probably great. really good. And Throw it they, in the river. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the storm drain the hopefully like leads all back to there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to list all the other, uh, but they've also now been trying to test this to remove other like harmful chemicals like cadmium, copper, and maybe even some of those like uh, pharmaceutical compounds that end up in the water supply. And it seems like there's potential for just yeast dumped into the water supply to be able to absorb those things. And then kind of like at the sewage treatment processing plants or whatever, you just kind of put in like a yeast filter, yeah. just like you would in any kind of brewery or whatever, and it just scrubs that stuff out. Uh, those big trace minerals are locked inside of there. And at least in theory, this is all still yet to have to, you know, kind of come come to scale and be put into use. 
uh, could really go a long way to cleaning up the world's water supply and getting those heavy minerals out of water has huge, huge, huge opportunities for uh, improving the health of the human race on planet Earth in the year 2022 of our Lord. Sounds like once Wild. again, beer nerds are just going to save us all. Yeah, I really want to know how this was discovered. Like who at MIT? No, no, this is definitely like a real thing. So this Saving the planet. <laughs> my my dead beer yeast has definitely got some use here. The definitely justifying me just throwing it down the drain. I'm gonna guess he like got his home brewery like funded by MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that's lots of the, research that's with truly dead yeast. Dream. Uh, MIT professor. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I, I apologize. Neil uh, Gershenfeld. 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 Yeah, I could do French, but not German. Sounds apparently. German. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Gershenfeld, the director of the CBA, and I'm nine just, others at MIT, there. Brown, Wesleyan College, Nanyang Technologies University, and the National uh, Technical University of Athens. That's cool. So anyway, get out there Sounds and get great. weird, people. Yeah, like the, I, I truly believe that the way we're going to save the world is with novel solutions. It's yeah. with finding these things. It's you ever watch that old like a uh, like PBS show Connections with James Burke? No, but I've been like from back in the eighties. <laughs> The, the solution to our problems you never you never see it coming it always is something That's, like yeah. that people said that airplanes were impossible like 25 people, years before orville and wilbur did their powered flight or whatever people said that the four minute mile was impossible yeah. until it got right. until it was done the, yeah the the flight thing i saw this thing very recently where like an editorial in the new york times was published like six days before the first flight that said human flight is a, like 10,000 years away or yeah. something. And it was like six days later. Yeah, 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 exactly. All, all I'm saying is I don't have a hoverboard. So yeah, I mean, maybe mislabeled, but uh, my nephew has a hoverboard, so I don't know why you don't have one. Yeah, it's mislabeled. Uh, David, what's going on locally? Uh, locally, we're kicking it back to something that's not funded by MIT. Um <laughs> Sorry, I just I just finished my old fashioned. By the way, I I love it. I'm glad it got, come over to my house. I do, I do enjoy this. They're, they're on draft twenty four seven. Got better. Um, locally, uh, so yeah, you've never got one. But. Goodwood Brewing in what the spring? Michael's gonna have to keep me honest here. In spring of twenty twenty, um, put out a spirits program. Um, so they started partnering with distilleries to produce spirits. Well, their latest spirit has been announced. It's with Three Chord Brewery or Three Chord Distillery. Damn, I just I always want to say brewery, but that's what we do. Um, so they're <clears throat> well, yeah, you know why. <laughs> but uh, their latest project has been announced with Three Chord Distillery, and that'll be on shelf soon. What is it? It's going to be a bourbon, sir. Okay. Yeah. I, did I miss that part? Sorry. No, I, I said distillery. I didn't. I, it's Kentucky. The, the collab was a bourbon cocoa dream of a beer clocking in at 10% ABV. From there, the barrels were refilled with a blend of Kentucky bourbons and aged for another eight months in Michigan. The result is a deep oak and buttery caramel goodness with chocolate multi notes surrounded by warm oak with a rich mouthfeel. Followed by a long finish of multi molasses and tobacco notes. Oh man! So, so Goodwin's program has essentially uh, upended the bourbon first, then beer, and yeah, they've so, been doing beer first and then bourbon. Wait, so it it's not bourbon empty, beer empty, bourbon. It's just empty 
beer is the first thing in this No, in no, this no. Barrel? You have it right. Okay. You have it right. Yep. Uh, didn't Brogue do that back if, 10 years ago? Well, I mean, Copper and Kings did it with Against the Grain. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely true. What the heck was that called? I can't remember either. They did the Brewski. Brewski. Yeah. There you go. But that, I think that was distilled beer, actually. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, that was distilled beer. But yeah, so they're, they're you know, it's a beer first, second use barrel. Yeah, yeah. Going back to bourbon. Beer. I love that. Like, yeah. I think that's cool. Um, we talk about like, that. barrels in the state and like how much we've all traveled and we see barrel aged beers across yep. the country. And you, you, you know, anywhere you go to a brewery and you see a barrel aged beer and you're like, oh, that's Willet, that's Four Roses. Mm-hmm. And they're like, where are you from? Like, I'm from there. <laughs> so I recognize that. And then right. you, you start to think about like, why are all these barrels being essentially like outsourced to places outside of Kentucky? And like, how do we, how do we kind of retain that? I mean, cause bourbon has like this just iron fist on those barrels and then, you know, they repurpose them and use them for all kinds of other spirits. Um, but why, you know, why has, you know, Kentucky not pulled into more of that bourbon culture? Yeah. Right. That's a good question. Yeah, it's it's been a question of mine since I moved here. Would well, like, you go take it like if you I when I I took a trip to Maine when I was a younger man, and like you go to the restaurants like right at the edge of the ocean, and you ask them like for like well, I'm gonna have lobster, and then you talk to the waiter and they're like, yeah, all the best lobsters actually end up in like Ohio or Wilport. Right. Yeah, whoever's Lula, gonna Lula, pay Lula. gets amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, just because the most valuable product is the product. Yeah, right. Like, all the best uh, Russian oil ends up like, all, all, all over the rest of the world. They don't keep any of it for themselves. I think I think we're going to keep exploring that concept. Um, That's, I mean, we yeah. I mean, so I assume should, it's a it's a three tier system thing where for well, it's, it's incentives. It's, not, it's, it's incentives. Not, it's about bourbon but, barrels, right? Right, but like, are they not just because sh- I'm sure they don't want to deal with like. Oh, like mile wide's gonna come pick up ten barrels, and against the grain's gonna pick up thirty. I'm sure they're just like selling it all to one. The highest they, bidder. It's a broker. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah a broker. they broker it. But like, I so I went on this short Instagram rant the other day about a National Bourbon Day, and I, yeah, they <laughs> made the made the same points and uh, a rep from a very prestigious rep from Woodenville Whiskey, one of our good friends, Ariel John. Um, she told us, she's like, Hey, you can buy Woodenville barrels at any point in time, you know, direct from us. Oh, I didn't know. We'll sell them. And I was like, okay, well, more people should know about this then. Yeah. But they're in Washington. But that's the thing. That's like like a proof of concept. That's the antithesis of like, if I can buy a bourbon barrel. It's like the three tiered system for like beer, but it's for barrels. (laughs) As we just said. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I do. I'm sorry. I missed it. I, I wonder if like. The problem here is scale. Like they're just making so much. They have so many empty barrels. Sure. So like- not not only is it scale, it's doing what they're used to doing. And you know, when Goose Island was doing their thing years ago, there weren't that many breweries in Louisville that were demanding barrels. Right. That's they're an just, excellent point. Th- I mean, right. that's there were some, but not not that many. And so while they've grown that partnership, uh, they've just kind of neglected to see what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also a, it's also a marketing thing too. Like, um, you have to br- breweries have to be very careful about how they frame their bourbon barrel aged beers. Um, so not only is it just availability of the barrel as a source, but it's also naming rights. Naming. Can sure. I put yeah. that this beer was brewed in Maker's Mark bourbon barrels? Right. Yep. 
no. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that, that's taken a little bit of a turn, though. I think Nathan will say that, too. But like uh, five years ago, drinking a barrel aged beer, you had no idea. And you might pick up like some notes and you're like, yeah, I think this might have been like Four Roses or something. Um, and there's still a couple of breweries that get around it by using like pseudonyms. Uh, so like a, yeah, yeah. a brewery that we have uh, like bovine outline. Yeah, sure. Right. I'll let you fill in the uh, blank on what that is. Ethereal mounds. Yeah. So but there, there's a lot of them coming straight out and just saying it. Wait, I can't figure out bovine outline. Buffalo cherries. Oh. No, you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> but like, is that is that a is that really like a legal thing? Because like, if you buy it, like, why is it is it the the story has no control over who gets their barrel, and that's the problem. Yeah, and, okay. and it's also you're, you you can also make a point of just saying that like, hey, uh, why are you using our name in your promotions? It's brand association. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Naming but rights. I mean, I see it literally all the time it's it's, it's definitely got There's some got, local breweries where if and, you and walk they, in there it says on the board and yeah. it's either because they've gotten permission uh or Fly they the are flying under the radar right okay i mean what one thing you can't hide is if you're put your barrels right in your tap house and it's got that big <laughs> old stamp absolutely on the end. <laughs> i think that's i mean hey that's i, I tell this story all the time it. and I, I said it yesterday during national bourbon day too but when i went to alaska and i walked into this brewery there in the back they showed me around. It was a room full of Willet barrels. Yeah. Willet doesn't distribute barrels out, or Willet only distributes barrels outside of the state of Kentucky. They don't give barrels to anybody in Kentucky, uh, at least directly. Yeah, so, but don't they give? Doesn't well. Sorry, I assume ahead. all this stuff just gets sold to a broker with the highest dollar amount because they're just like sure, we're running a real big ass business. We don't unless you have a, unless it's much my understanding unless you have a partnership. Okay, so okay. I mean I'm pretty just seemed, I, to me it just that goes to how large these these distilleries have become and the fact that they're just like we don't have time to manage small amounts of barrels going here small amounts of barrels going here we're just gonna give the, all the barrels to whoever wants. Who, whoever can pay us the most yeah. amount to take them. I all. get that, but if 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 in an economy that is looking at things from a more um, it's, a, it's an awful phrase, but a global scale. A what now? Not local, not global, global. but global. Mm. Uh, it's a communications term. Kentucky thing. to the world. Thank you, thank that you, is. Kyle Burnett from Bellarmine. Um, I uh, it's the idea of just like, hey, this we're we're on a massive scale now. We all want to appreciate local everywhere. So Old Forester down on on Main Street there, they have the Old Forester experience. Now, granted, they have, uh, you know, the, the the actual brand form and warehouses down in the south end of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sell some barrels and they do some cooperage stuff there. Yeah, uh, toast your own barrel. Toast your own barrel. Exactly. So a lot of fun. So what is stopping them from just being like, hey, against the grain, you, you're you've been in Louisville for 10 years. You seem cool. Let's let's do something. Yeah. All right. They could they could put aside a I half agree. a percent allocation. Of it would it would be like a it would almost be like a more like a marketing thing. Than so a, that would be how I would view how you'd have yeah. to do this. You basically have to say, hey, so Willet tries to get their stuff. If you're selling Willet barrels to people close to Willet, you're not. That's wasted. That's opportunity cost. You need those Willet barrels to end up in Alaska. So the people who have never tried Kentucky bourbon go drink a beer, and then that's the first time they hear about Willet Distillery, and they then they think, Willett. "I want to come to Willet." But that's that's the antithesis of what we just said. That no, you're it's not. not. You're not getting those naming rights. You're not getting that brand association. Yeah, but Michael, you said you went in there and you knew they that were this all was, but girls. this was like in the in the back, and they didn't really advertise things as a, as a Willet's eyes, at least in the sense that. Um, uh, who says that? Sorry, who who, who does? Tie, no, Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was like, oh, willitized. Yeah. Oh, David, yeah. you're a variable encyclopedia of obscure beer knowledge. I have to tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> I've been I've been doing it for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> and but I think it, will one thing I noticed with willitized is that does have a there's TM. A, there's a little yeah, yeah. there's a little yeah. TM on yeah. that bad boy. Well, in in New Belgium, oh. when they do their um, Oak Spire collabs, uh, same thing. Like they always make it a point to say who their partner is. Yeah. Granted, now with their recent ish buyout with uh, Kieran and uh, Lion, whatever. I mean. It's probably they also own Maker's Mark, so I'm sure from here on out it might be a, a little less of that. Little Maker's Mark and um, no Maker's Mark, yeah Maker's Mark. That's one I don't see often, by the way. Is Maker's Mark collabed? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, point being though, <clears throat> if you're going to be in Kentucky and you're going to make bourbon and you're going to sell bourbon and you're going to support an industry that is beverage. And you want to care, claim to if you care want to about care. local. Yeah, if you want to care about local. No. If you want Kentucky it's to be a no, the it's really a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's less transportation costs. It's yeah. less, you know, whatever. E- even if it's a small, small allocation, the idea of partnering these two together. And, uh, yeah. And, and honestly. That's just something we want to see, And, I and guess, the people yeah. that come to do the bourbon trail, I guarantee you are going to drink some beer while they're here. Yep, and they, they absolutely would, will. Absolutely. And vice versa. Yeah, abs- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, they and they'd love to see... Those collaborations as much as we would, I'm sure. You know, it's cohesive. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it really is a no brainer. It's always perplexed me. We, we have so few barrel aged beers in this in this city, really comparatively. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you if you are a stranger to Kentucky and you walk in or drive in, fly in, and you're just like, hey, awesome, I need a uh, bourbon and I need some barrel aged beers because. Yeah. That makes sense, right? And it does make sense. And there's a, there's a huge miss, and I hope that uh, you know, I think it's all of our mission here to just talk about barrel culture a little bit more. It becomes a game theoretic at the end. It's like we can all compete against each other and all look for our own little piece of the pie, but ultimately, like the synergy, if I if you'll uh, allow me to use a phrase, <laughs> of like Kentucky bourbon, Kentucky beer. Uh, Kentucky culture, Kentucky horse racing, uh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Where do horses factor into bourbon? Well, it's Kentucky culture. It's like yeah. the Kentucky a, a barrel culture, culture if you beer. will. Yeah. The rising uh, lauder lifts all mashes. Oh, if you will. Wow. That's that's something. Uh, TM. Yeah. And, you know, bur- TM. Yeah. <laughs> so you should definitely. I put a horse in a barrel once. Right <laughs> we, we've been talking a uh, baby about. baby horse in a, in a big barrel. <laughs> And then he grew up and his legs stretched out of the barrel. It's like a chicken inside of the egg. And his name was Sebastian. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about bourbon barrel aged beers here. And, uh, you know, ever since you talked about how you're going to Belgium, uh, all I've been thinking about just like is other just barrel aged uh, sour beers. And I could really, really go for one right now. Oh, oh, oh could you? Well, <laughs> just so happens. My my beer thing. That was a segue, just to be the guy who's pointing out what's happening while it's happening. It's a beautiful just... segue. I thought it was supposed to be a surprise, but so my my. Ooh. Oh yeah! Look at that! I brought, I brought a big boy. Let's uh, not tell anybody what it is, so they have to subscribe to our Patreon. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. I like that. No. Uh, oh wait, that's a good year too. I'm extra AF today. I brought so my my beer thing is lambic is cantillon yeah because it is my recent obsession i don't know nearly as much about it as as a lot of people shout out john means but like <laughs> uh yeah no dude that guy knows this shit too. i i love it it's quickly like it, it has become my favorite uh beer style i just i love the nuances of it i love the history of it 
Uh, especially what really got me into it recently, another awesome beer podcast, Beer and Brewing Magazine's yeah. podcast. They, he went to um, the managing editor, and I forget his name. He went over to Belgium, hit up all the heavy hitters, and brought Joe Stang with him, who's also a awesome beer journalist and I think historian, whatever. Dude's a knows everything. Yeah. And they they interviewed Jean Van Roy from mm-hmm. Cantillon, uh, Raf from Boke. They went to Brasserie Atrium, I think it was called. It's like a newer kind of. Uh, they're doing a lot of blending of natural wines and saisons and oh, that's cool. whatever. So like I listened to all those and I was like, man, I fucking I just I love everything about these people and their the way. Is they Nathan an Anglophile or an Europeophile? Have we lost him that he's going to Europe and getting? He's going to meet like, that meat guy. He said <laughs> only only so much so as as it goes to uh, their beer. Hell yeah, yeah. Like I'm obsessed with their beer. I just I just love like. Can't see on Jean Van Roy was talking about how he bikes to work every day because he has a duty to to try and keep the planet green and like he's trying to be a hundred and fifty percent green, meaning like he's putting back fifty percent into the grid, you know, more than his brewery takes to run. Like and they're all they I all hate to ha- tell him about what yeast metabolism looks like, but yeah, we'll leave that alone. I mean, hey. Yeah, he's he open only do air yeast, do. though. He's not. He's not. Still makes a lot of CO two. It yeah. does make, but it's not like it's not on the same level as it's agriculture. Like two or, cows. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. one one cow probably. Exactly. No, no, it's probably less than a, a, a leaf blower. It's actually a lot. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's a lot, but especially at that scale. But th- then again, they're not a big brewery anyway. So I brought Cantillon. I brought one of their uh, Lou Pepe Guzes. Uh, so I don't really know exactly. The story behind the Lou Pepe, but it's supposed to be like his, like, you know, his handpicked blends of his favorite stock of all of his barrels every my every couple years. Hell yeah! I think um, I had it at a, when I did go there. I went, had it a uh, had it out of a cask in my first uh, night there. God, that's amazing. This that's maybe will be a, a mission for you, Nathan, while you're over there. But from everything I've heard about, like traveling in Belgium, is like when you're around Cantillon, uh you know uh, we it's one of the best beers on the planet earth and it's one of the most like uh curated and well-recognized brands well-respected brands if you drive 10 minutes away from the canteon brewery in belgium and you ask people what kind of beer they like they're like what are you talking about just drink the local just drink this just drink this lager no yeah i mean based on what i've heard about people that have been there which i mean it it sounds like you it's not unless they're having like a big event it's never even that busy. Yeah, like you exactly. Know, it's, it's yeah. Like, that's that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like there were a couple of group tours when we went, but um, it was really great because there was actually an expat, kind of American like expat, in there uh, working the gift shop, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, you're from Kentucky. That's cool." I, I uh, tried to go to school there. I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> so <laughs> why do all Willet barrels end up in Alaska? <laughs> why does all Canteon beer end up in America? Are you saying that even in Europe they don't appreciate craft beer? So for this one, I'll make a clean glass. Um, yeah. So I'm so, I mean, this European trip was really, Mary and I both have uh, Oktoberfest on our on our bucket list. But um, And you're using the Lambic basket and everything right oh, now. It's great. I will one. say for anyone not on our Patreon, you kind of need to be here to see this. Right? Yeah. Well, so the Having Lambic. Little, yeah, go ahead. You know, I get a little, I the more I hear... <laughs> The Lambic guys don't 
have a lot of strong opinions about their beer. Well, maybe that's not true, but they don't. <laughs> that's not true. They don't. They don't have a ton of hard, fast rules. But one of them is they really don't want that yeast that's settled in the bottle to be poured. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not like an Orval though. Like I mean, right? That, that, not, you're just like it, we want that. It's not a yeah, and it's not like a Belgian wit where you're like literally rousing the yeast. You must decant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and if you were to what 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 was his name? Um, the man, the guy from uh, Trey Fontaine that just passed. Oh, uh, 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 not Danny. That's a uh, phantom. Um, thank you, sir. Yes. Oh, we're there with you. This is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, damn, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, this is just the on the spot thing that happens to me all the time. But anyway, he is a huge proponent of the one long pour. Like you got to have all the glasses ready. You never stop pouring because once you're on Armand, there Arman. you go. And I, I'll man. agree. That's the only way to do that. Right. You, you can't got... be like, yeah, because if you pour it back, you know, well, that's a homebrewer thing, doing. too. Like when you're going to pour the bottle, you just pour the bottle. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's and it makes sense. They don't. It completely changes the flavor of the beer when you get all that. Because I mean, OK, so this is a 2013 uh meaning it was brewed in 2013 it was bottled in 2016 that's some old ass yeast sitting in the bottom of that yeah. and and a decent amount of it so uh, how do we even begin to do like tasting notes on something like this how know, do you describe right? uh like a really good uh, well, uh belgian it's it starts with the funk yeah right? that's that's when well, you know you know yeah, the nose is always the, my favorite part it's acetic but citrusy like it's orangey but kind of a little bit of vinegary it's like it's not def- a, the it's older not it gets acetic. more vinegar yeah. it's definitely got a little vinegar it's got that good lemon it's got that yeah. good straw am i the first person in the world that ever went from having a uh, Wisconsin brandy old fashioned in their glass straight to 2013 Cantillon. Yes. Well, I had a Coors yeah. in between, so. <laughs> Me I, too. You might be, Michael Muller. I'm always looking for a good excuse to drink Lambic. Yes. Yes. And uh, you, thank you. you. Yes. Always thank you. You you uh, you always have a pretty good collection at your house, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Shout so out the meat notes. dude in Netherlands. <laughs> Shout out meat dude. Shout out my buddy Gerben. Gerben. So flavorful. I can't wait for you to so dry. I'm so excited. It tastes like everything and nothing all at once. It's like bursting with flavor, but then it's just like it's clean. That's just you could you could just like take a bit. You could drink this like a Coors. Yeah. um, And not appreciate any of the beautifulness of it. But But when you sip on it, it just kind of every little taste is different. And the more you drink, the more it kind of registers differently on your palate. And, you know, a lot of that, uh, one of the interesting things is this is a wild fermented beer. So we had this like French Saison earlier that was uh, fermented out with some wild yeast. This gets fermented out, you know, with Belgian yeast, but then just gets aged with all. And this is blended. So it's no, all it's, sor- all, it's all open. Yeah, it's all wild. No, yeah. no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's all sorts of. No, different- there's no Belgian yeast. Oh, I guarantee well, you there's Belgian yeast. It's, 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 well, it's in the air. It's, it's everything. All Belgian yeah, it's, it's, it's sacro. So here, let me let me rephrase that. There are some saccharomyces in oh, here yeah, yeah. of the Belgian origin, um, but then there's also whatever's cultivated. floating around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. not even like necessarily in the air. It's the yeast and the bacteria that have been living inside of the walls of that brewery for how old is mm. Cantillon? Like uh, at least ninety uh, something. Yeah. And, uh, but like the building, I think the building has been. I was just listening to that, that podcast, and I, he, I swear, he was talking about like World War II and that building. Oh, the building's been, gross, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I mean, well, you'll see it, but like it it's literally be. covered in cobwebs. Right. And uh, I'll do my shit. best. Uh, Jean Van Roy is that his name? No, no. 
you you see spider on wall of my booty. You say, <laughs> "What no? What spider? You see you see what you don't see? Fruit fly. I spray no pesticide. Spider best uh, anti insect." Best keep clean crew in the business. You are a uh, you're all over the accents tonight. Yeah, I know that was bad. I, uh, I, I, I there was no one really good one. It, it went it went great. Started off great. But wait, let's think about the point there. He uh, keeps right, his right, he right, keeps right. his like cellar very dusty because he wants those cobwebs. Because <laughs> spiders are nature's cleanup crew. Yeah. Like where you see spiders, you do not see fruit flies, which will turn that into vinegar in a second right. if they Absolutely. get down in there. Yep. They've got those little nasty bacteria all over them that'll not be the good bacteria. They're bringing in the weird fly strains. Yeah, so the spiders, I mean, yeah. Because it's in that giant cool ship for 24, no, not 24 hours, a little less than that. But like, I mean. Long there's, enough. There's a lot of time for something bad to jump in there. I mean, yeah. it's basically a pool of beer. You know? It's almost like a little ecosystem. I want to jump in old a pool of beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would jump in that cool ship. I want a second. beard inoculated with David Saturn. <laughs> oh, you know, there, there are... Okay, that's well, our next Legend series collab. There, there are going to vomit. <laughs> there are beer spas all around the country except for Kentucky. So yeah. do we want to get in on that market? Wait, now what? There's a beer spa, yeah, beer spa, like in, in multiple locations across the country. Specifically, the last one I heard. What of. it sounds like? Yeah, you you go in and you soak in beer. Are they going to charge extra after I get in it? And what yeah. beer is it? <laughs> uh, it's probably just some like. Because if it's like hams, <laughs> it's yeah. definitely I mean, like hams. Yeah, it's, it's probably not KTI. It's probably just like basic, like a brewer's mash i don't know i mean when, when we said straight from the tap we meant like the keyser not the bathtub yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well as we finish up this delicious canteon i did want to go ahead and say thank you to nate for joining us tonight you yeah, brought man. us some great drinks uh we didn't even get to touch the rice saison that you brought us for the homebrew oh shoot uh we, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna open that off here though it's gonna right. be it's gonna be great good, good uh thank you for joining us uh thanks for having anything me. anything going on that you want to plug in your in your life if we're loggers i mean yeah i got some uh sweet vacations coming up yeah uh no uh, uh definitely join loggers if you're if even if you're not a brewer i don't you know I especially doubt, if so you're just, not a brewer oh, yeah, also just for, uh, well you know for context yeah number one listenership belongs in california then oregon north carolina ohio kentucky oh. well still <laughs> give us twenty dollars uh <laughs> I, no i you know and well for the people in Kentucky, join Loggers. It's an amazing organization. People outside of Kentucky, I don't know, hit me up. Find your local homebrew club. Yeah, yeah find, find a local, local homebrew yeah, club. Yeah, if you're in California. Or take, take a beercation. Come yeah, here and oh, drink our good sure. shit and we got, come to a yeah, Loggers club. Yeah, come down here, hit a couple distilleries, hit a couple breweries. Follow know, the Louisville Ale Trail. Follow the Louisville Ale Trail, which I've done 10 times over but not gotten any stamps. <laughs> because you don't bring your passport. Yeah, well, that's okay. Digital passport needs to be a thing we discuss off air. Yeah, how much do you want to pay for that app? Oh, okay. Well, how much should I pay for the? I would pay the exact same <laughs> amount that I paid for the the passport. That's Whatever, good. That's ten dollars. All right, good right. enough. All right, there you go. Having like IG handle, it's loggers have a yeah. oh yeah social uh -huh. media. Loggers does. I don't. It's loggersclub.com. We'll put all the links in the description. Yeah, so. thank Maybe. you. Because I don't know any of the other stuff, but. He's only the secretary. We're very active on our. I mean, you just Google. I mean, what www.facebook.com <laughs> forward slash loggers club. <laughs> Easy. Dot HTML. Uh, John, what do you got? 
I'm also just going to plug getting in touch. So there's a lot of different ways to approach craft beer. We kind of on this podcast talk a lot about the commercial side. But as we discussed in the beginning of the podcast, um, my favorite thing about home brewing and why I've been a home brewer for 20 some odd years uh, and poured all of my free time into this, turning it into a profession is because it's truly the best way to inform your palate. Uh, you can make making beer is really cool, but my favorite thing about home brewing is that you just get to kind of have a relationship with the ingredients. You get to kind of learn what goes into any beer, and then when you taste something kind of crazy, you're like in your head, okay, yeah, this is what it would be to make this, blah blah blah. And aside from that, uh, being part of a home brewing community, you meet, you meet really cool people, absolutely, uh, such as Nathan Molesky. You guys aren't home brewers, but I kind of met you through the beer thing too. I've made uh, home brewers, just don't yeah. do it. So you are okay. So you guys are home brewers. They're home just bad ones. <laughs> just inconsistent yeah. ones I, I do like one batch a year so i will shout out to everybody go c- come see us in the shop but more than that like go to a local homebrew club meeting wherever you are uh, i promise you that you're going to meet some really really weird people and they're going to probably one or two of them might become your future business partners <laughs> david what do you got well so speaking of weird people um i've been watching <laughs> married at first sight those are all oh, very no. weird people. Oh, I've seen. Um, oh, so God. maybe, maybe take a chance, uh, dip your life into <laughs> the world of monogamy and get married to a stranger. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, that you literally haven't seen until you're on. The I'm just, I'm just, list. I'm not giving advice. But two uh, weeks later, you're posting on Reddit. My wife says I drink too much because I drink too uh, <laughs> well because I have Bell- one beer a day. Look at all times. So, so if you're if you want more relationship advice, I've yeah. definitely got the worst around. This sounds like it's even more intense than 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, it does. Oh, highly. highly. Oh, it is. Yeah. 90 Day Fiance is more entertaining. This one is scary almost. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, like taking no. a roller I wa- coaster never, ride. I don't know anything about this. Where, roller where do I watch coaster it? straight. Get married, to then you'll learn all about it. <laughs> don't get married. I would just like to say that the as this is Pride Month, it's uh, so clear that the LGBTQ community is ruining the sanctity of marriage, not uh, the Learning Channel or yeah, no, every not, other not part not of NBC American culture. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut all that. Right, cut all right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's not a belief that we hold. No, no, no. Uh, that was supposed to be an ironic statement. It was a joke. Okay. You guys didn't hear the joke, irony in that? All right. Yeah, it's just better to say that it's... Yeah, so you want me to explain what I'm doing? I thought we, that we was got, We got to keep the legal You know, the best here. jokes yeah. do need to be explained. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah, just, just keep it illegal, you know? Just keep it illegal. Uh, okay, cool. But really, how do I stream this show? Like, what, what's it on? Oh, watch it on Hulu. Uh, it's great. Uh, they... I thought you were talking about this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, no, no. What, what? Although Hulu, if you're like, Patreon.com hey, slash yeah, like comments. Uh, no, go watch it on Hulu. Um, your, your eyes will be just open. Um, <laughs> if you've ever been nervous on a first date, imagine your first wedding. Yeah. Oh, my God. All my first dates turn into first weddings. Ooh. You're not married. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. That fell apart quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael, as the host. Um, I would like to uh, just give a shout out. Like we, we Kentucky has this thing where we're all about local shit and like more so than anybody. It, it is an obsession with us. I mean, we talk about our, our ale eight soda. We talk about our Mingi beef jerky. We talk about our bourbon, our beer. We're a very proud state. Uh, one of the things that I think uh, that we don't really uh shout out enough but we should be more proud of is ohio valley wrestling oh hell yeah (laughs) 
Okay. So o- yeah. Ohio Valley Wrestling. Is it, it is. It's it's okay. here in Louisville. And uh, it is it's a it's a circuit of of a wrestling club that has existed for decades now. And they produce talent. I mean, such as John Cena, like and if, the dude from like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they all Batista. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking no. about the other one. Or if we're doing French Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Wait, but John Cena came out of Louisville? Ohio Valley. He, not, I'm not saying that he lived here, but he, I'm saying that he, well, actually, he did live here for a second to go through the Ohio Valley wrestling circuit. Oh, wow. And so over years, oh. this this uh, this club, this organization has like put out some great talent. Uh, we currently have like Al Snow as one of the partners, and he was big in the WWF and WWE and a uh, big trainer. Um, there's some exciting things that are happening with them right now. They're growing. Uh, if you like local shit here in Kentucky, check out OVW. Look at look at them up, up on YouTube. Like if you like wrestling, it's it's worth a watch. I don't like wrestling, and I love Ohio Valley wrestling. Yes, yeah. it's, it's the perfect blend of like like. If you're in if you're in Louisville, check out Historic Davis Arena on Thursdays. You know, it's, where's that? It's uh like by the uh, Hikes Point area, like behind the Kroger there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, behind the Kroger. Yeah, behind the Kroger. <laughs> That's where that good wrestling happens. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Generalize that area the, next um, to the dumpster. But no, they're they're about to blow up for some for some things. And I just want to say, hey, shout out to OVW. Yeah. And with that, uh, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. Nate, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you. Dude. Check it out. Check us out on Patreon, www.kycommons.com. Wait, no. Patreon.com slash kycommons. You'll figure it cut out. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Forward slash. For, yeah, forward slash. Uh, Next and, time you uh, go to a fancy bourbon bar, ask them for an old fashioned and just say it was Canadian style. Yes. But make it sour with squirt. Yeah. Uh, brandy old fashioned. Brandy.